0: Open up your Bibles. Yeah. Go with me to Luke chapter 3. Luke chapter 3. This morning, uh, I'm, uh, I'm beginning a series. I don't know how the Lord's going to allow me to finish the series. We might continue this on, on, on Wednesday, or we might continue this on Sunday. But we're beginning a series, and uh, this is such an important word. And I really believe that if you grab a hold of this word, you're going to see immediately change to the way you walk, the way you talk, the way you conduct yourself. You're going to see blessings upon your family that you've never seen before. And God's going to take you to places you've never been before. There's such an important word. And it's called the battles in the desert. Battles in the desert. In Luke. Chapter 3, verse 21, says, one day when the crowds were being baptized, Jesus himself was baptized. As he was praying, the heavens opened, and the Holy Spirit in bodily form descended on him like a dove. And a voice from heaven said, you are my dearly loved son, and you bring me great joy. Now go to Luke chapter 4. We're going to read a little bit. For verse 1. Then Jesus, being filled with the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, being tempted for 40 days by the devil, And in those days, he ate nothing. And afterward, when they had ended, he was hungry. And the devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, command this stone to become bread. But Jesus answered him, saying, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Then the devil, taking him up on a high mountain, showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said to him, All this authority I will give you, and their glory, for this has been delivered to me. And I give it to whomever I wish. Therefore, if you will worship before me, all will be yours. And Jesus answered and said to him, Get behind me, Satan. For it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only you shall serve. Then he brought him to Jerusalem, set him on the pinnacle of the temple, and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down from here. For it is written, He shall give his angels charge over you to keep you, and in their hands... They shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. And Jesus answered and said to him, It has been said, You shall not tempt the Lord your God. Now when the devil had ended every temptation, he departed from him until an opportune time. Now, I want to talk to you about the three battlegrounds every believer must fight. Today we're going to be hitting one of the battlegrounds. And these battles are battles that are in the desert. Say the desert. Now, Jesus, when it was time for him to step into his calling, before he was being hidden, where he wasn't someone ministering unto others the the things of life. He wasn't teaching. He wasn't training. He wasn't praying. He wasn't ministering. He wasn't casting out devils. He was a carpenter. He was a carpenter. But then the day came where he was going to step into his ministry, and the very first thing he did was went to the water. There was a coming out party. There was a time that that Jesus was going to hear from his father, and the world was going to hear from his father that this is the Son of God. And the Father said, And I'm really happy about him. I'm really proud of him. Just let me just talk to you, fathers it's important that you tell your kids that you're proud of them. A lot of times we might complain about the things that are going on, but in every celebration and everything that they do that, are, that is somehow inspiring and somehow that they, they've gone another step forward in life, encourage them along the way, affirm them, tell them, hey, I'm proud of you, good job. Because that, those little those little statements of affirmation will bless their life and they at least they know that there's someone that's on their side and it's their daddy amen i know we complain a lot i know we get angry a lot but don't don't just let curses come out of your mouth matter of fact you should never allow curses come out of your your mouth don't just speak negatives all the time but bless them maybe they didn't do good teach them how to do it and after they do it then encourage us say that's a great job good job son Amen, and you'll find out that the more that you speak into their life and encourage them along the way, the more they will open up their heart to hear the words that you have to say. And you could teach them, you could train them, you could raise them up, and so that the next time you walk down the street, or next time he walks down the street, he says, "Oh, it looks just like his daddy." Amen. Because you've been a part of that process. Amen. And same thing with the ladies. Amen. Praise God. But see, Jesus had to go to the water, bat- the wa- waters of baptism, so that the scriptures can be fulfilled. And the Bible says that when he went into the waters of baptism and he got baptized, that the heavens opened up and that the voice of the Father began to speak to him. The Holy Ghost came down and the voice of the Father spoke to him. This is my son in whom I am well pleased. Amen. And so he got filled with the Holy Spirit, baptized in water and in spirit. And then the very first thing that happened was that the Holy Spirit, the same Holy Spirit that baptized him, the same Holy Spirit that, that, that came upon him, that Holy Spirit began to direct his steps. And where did he take him? Into the desert. Into the desert. Now, when you give your life to God, the Spirit of God will, will come and live on the inside of you. And you will be born again. You will be a new creation. Amen? But then there is a... there is this this desert that the holy spirit will take you to and the desert is where there is no help in the flesh in the desert you can't look you can't find water there's no water there in the desert there's nowhere you can actually live and stay alive in the desert everything in the flesh is you need it all And what the Holy Ghost does, he takes you into the desert so that you can know that what you do not have, God can provide. He takes you to the desert so that you can learn to walk by faith and not by sight. Every believer has to go through through a desert journey, through desert battles, where there's no way it looks like there's no hope all doors have been shut you don't know what to do but somehow some way, faith starts rising up inside of you and say i'm going to trust god who makes a way where there's no other way amen and so you need that desert living amen you need that desert living because because your faith has to has to be real you can't live on my faith you can't grow on my faith your faith has to grow And faith is like a muscle. The more that you use it, the stronger you get. And if you're not using your faith for something, you're getting weak. Start using your faith for something. Start calling those things that are not as though they are. Start believing God for things that you don't have today so that you can have them tomorrow. Start speaking over others and using your faith that they will be blessed as well as you be blessed as well. Amen. Hallelujah. Say, I walk by faith and not by sight because in the desert there's nothing in the desert is nothing and so you 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 might be walking in the desert and 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 uh, you might find yourself where you know you're lost your hope your hope is being you know stolen from you and and you don't know what to do and it, it looks like there's no way to get to where you want to get but that's where you start using your faith and seeing how the lord will carry you to where you need to be at amen Hallelujah. So Jesus went into the desert, amen? And that was the first place he went. Why? Because he had to have his faith tested in a place where there was no other substance except for the Lord, amen? Hallelujah. Now, Jesus was baptized, filled, and he went into the desert being led by the Spirit, amen? And uh, the three battlegrounds that he had to fight, uh, these three battlegrounds, these are three battlegrounds every believer has to fight in. The first battleground is identity. The second battleground is uh, authority. And the third battleground is provision. And I'm going to go over these as we go throughout the weeks. This is just the first one. But today I want to talk about identity. If you will look again at Luke chapter 4, verse 3. Now I know I'm going to give you a lot of, you know, scripture. But it's important because it's God's word. Amen. How many you know that God's word is important? And so Luke chapter 4, verse 3, it said, you know, at, towards the end, the devil says this, If you are the Son of God, command the stone to become bread. So the first battleground is identity. The devil said, If you are the Son of God. Matter of fact, in every temptation, the devil said, If you are the Son of God. If you are the son of God. Because he wanted to, to, make, he wanted to test the, if Jesus really believed who he was. He wanted to get him to walk in doubt. He wanted him to, to start looking at himself in the flesh and not in the spirit. And that's what the enemy will come and attack you with. That's the battleground. The battleground of identity. Are you a son of God? Or are you just showing up to church? Did you just buy a Bible? Did you just decided one day, I'm gonna look like a son of God, I'm gonna look like a Christian. But you don't really have that confidence in your heart, that sure foundation of faith, that you are a son of God. And the devil will challenge you on that. Attacks will come, things will come at your way, and and the enemy will try to steal the word that's in your life that declares that you are a son of God and so he will attack your identity he'll make you doubt that you are even saved amen he'll cause you to doubt he'll cause you to doubt your salvation he'll try to cause you to question your sonship and being part of the family of God and that's the battleground that's where you got to stop you got to face the devil and say, today we're going to do warfare today because I'm not going to allow this lie of you telling me I'm not saved, of you telling me that I'm, I'm not a son of God. I'm not going to allow that to, to linger in my mind or in my heart. I, I am the son of God. So we're going to have it out. This is not going to be a fight that we're going to be fighting the rest of my life. We are going to declare it today. We're going to fight it out, and I'm going to have victory over you, you stupid devil, so that you will, I will never doubt that I am a son of God, that I'm not saved, that Jesus Christ is not my Lord and Savior, and God is not my Father. I will fight it out because He is my Father, and Jesus is my, my Savior, Amen. And I'm well loved, and so I'm going to stand right here. We're going to have it out. Amen. Hallelujah! Tell you never, you're a son of God. You know, Luke four, verse. And, and understand this: this this first this first message here, the battle for identity, is where you're going to have victory in all the other battles. Amen. Because if you get this right, you already have victory in every area. Amen. And so, so it's so important that you know that you are a son of God, that you've been bought with the price, the blood of Jesus Christ, that God is not angry at you, but God loves you. Amen. Hallelujah. In, in Luke four, verse three, it says, and the devil said to him, if you are the son of God, command these stones to become bread. But Jesus answered him saying, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone but by every word of God. Amen. Amen. And then Luke chapter 3, go back another chapter, Luke chapter 3, verse 22, it says, And the Holy Spirit in bodily form descended on him like a dove, and a voice from heaven said, You are my dearly loved Son, and you bring me great joy. Even before the question of the devil of, "If you are a Son of God," the Father declared that "You are my son." I love that God will always equip you for warfare, before the fight. He will always declare the truth before that lie of the devil. The devil's a liar and there's no truth in him. That's what Jesus said. He is a liar. There's no truth in him. And whenever the enemy comes to you and says, you are not loved, you are not a son of God, you should get excited and say, praise the Lord. If you are a liar and there's no truth in you, that means that I am a son of God and I am loved by God. Amen. Hallelujah. And so don't allow the devil to, to lie to you about who you are. Claim your identity. I am a son of God. Say that with me. I am a son of God. So again, I am a son of God. Someone says, well, pastor, I'm a woman. Listen, We're not talking about your body. We're talking about your spirit. In your spirit, there's no male or female, amen? When you get to heaven, there's not going to say, that's a boy and that's a girl. No, that's a saint, and that's another saint, and that's another saint. That's a son of God. That's a son of God. That's a son of God. That's a son of God, amen? Hallelujah. Amen. And so so don't allow the devil to lie about who you are. Remember what, what your heavenly father has spoken over jesus so your heavenly father has spoken it over you you are my son and not only are you my my son he says and i am well pleased with you jesus had not done anything yet he had not done anything yet but the father was already pleased with him and i want to let you know you might not have done anything yet but the father is still pleased for you with you amen say i am a son of god hallelujah and so in the, the devil says, you know, if you are a son of God, and our heavenly father says, you are a, a, a son of God. You are my son, amen. And so we don't allow that devil, we don't allow that devil to, to lie to us. Not one bit, not one, not one moment, amen. You know, because when, when situations start coming, and battles start coming, we start forgetting who we are. We forget who we are, and, and, and next thing you know, we're doing some things that we're, we know that we have already said that that's not who we are. And we started operating in things that we, 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 we're not supposed to do. Amen. My children, when they were growing up and they were going through their, some of their testing times, and, and we would find out some, about some of their behavior, I didn't, I didn't get angry at them and say, why did you do that? Why did you do that? I looked at them and I said, we don't do that. There's a difference. There's a difference. Because I wasn't angry at the behavior. I was angry that they were forgetting who they are. That might be for other children who do not have a father that loves them and a, and a mother that has raised them up in the ways of God. But they have a father and a mother that raised them up in the word of God. So my kids just don't do that. And so my, 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 my correction was not, why did you do it? How did you do it? You can't do it. You shouldn't do it. I, I told them. I was reminding them whose son they were. Whose, whose child they were. I told them, look. I'm your father. That's your mother. We raised you in the things of God. We don't do that. You know, and, and, and let me just go and add some, some things here, and I won't charge you extra. <laughs> you. Mama, daddy, if you allow it in the home, don't get angry when your kids start doing it. Because if you don't know who you are, how are your kids going to know who they are? If you got issues, and you got struggles, and you allow weaknesses to come in, 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 into your house, hey, the Bible says, no strong man could come into a house and have his way until he, unless he first binds a strong man. You are the strong man of the house. You are the strong woman of the house. And if that devil of, of perversion, of, of addiction, of, of anger, of fear, of, of, of cursing, whatever it is that you know that's not who you are in Christ Jesus, and you allow that in your house of drunkenness, and now your kids are drunk, don't blame God for you cursing them. Let me just go back over here. Let me go back over here. Let me just... Don't blame God that you weren't bold enough to stand up and say, I will not accept this in my house, and I won't accept this in my body. I declare that I am a son of God, and I will walk before the Lord righteous. And You you have to do warfare with those things. You have to do warfare. Well, pastor, I was born with this. This is a hereditary curse. This is, shut up. The Bible says if anyone's in Christ, he's a new creation. As a new creation. I don't care what your daddy did. I don't care what your mama did. Today's a new day in Christ Jesus. In that day, your burden shall be removed and the, the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. That day happened 2,000 years ago. Stop making excuses. Stop making excuses. Christ Jesus has set you free. Hallelujah. Come on, you can do better than that. You can do better than that. And listen, I understand. There's some warfare you're going through. Fight the good fight of faith, but don't accept it as your final defeat and say, oh, I'm always going to have that every day. Even, even if you were drinking or smoking or doing stuff that you know that does not honor God. Living a, a perverse life, not, not, not honoring God with your body. Even if you're doing those things, let the shame that rises up inside of you be a calling to say, come back to righteousness. Ask God for forgiveness. Because the Bible says that if you will confess your sins unto the Lord, he's faithful and just to forgive you every single time. Hello? And see, the problem is when you're dirty and you don't know that you need a cleaning. The problem is when you get involved in stuff that you know that doesn't honor God and the Holy Spirit speaks to you about change and transformation. But but you you say, no, I'm not going to do it. And you resist the voice of the Holy Ghost. And what do you do? You stay under the curse and then you release that curse upon your kids. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Let me let me get back to the scripture. I saw some people over there. Y'all give me stink eye. (laughs) (laughs) Hallelujah. Amen. And so the devil will say, if you are a son of God, he'll make you question your identity and of being in Christ. But the Father's already established his identity in Christ. That's why Jesus said, man cannot live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. Jesus didn't have to answer the devil of, oh, 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 you got it wrong. I am a son of God. No, he didn't even have to answer that because he knew it was a lie already. He already had the word of the Lord, that, the word of the Father that said, you are a son of God. And so, he, you know, sometimes you don't even have to answer the devil. Amen. You just have to accept it as a lie and just... You know, the Bible says, capture every thought and subject it to the word of God. Amen. Everybody go like this. Capture it. Subject it to the word of God. And then just cast it out. Cast it out. My, my husband doesn't love me. My wife doesn't love me. Capture it. Nope. They said they love me. I got the, I got the ring in the pictures. Amen? You're subject to the word of God. Your body gets attacked. Pain starts rising up. The devil says you're sick. Nope. Isaiah 53 verse 5 says, by his stripes, I am healed. I'm not the sick. I am the healed. Amen. That's who I am. That's who I am. I am the healed. It's impossible for me to be the sick when I am the healed. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, you know, the, it looks like there's not enough funds to do some things, uh, pay bills or whatever, a little bit of lack, no, 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 the Bible says that, 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 that though he was rich, yet he became poor so that we might become rich, I declare that I am rich, I'm not the cursed, I am the blessed. My God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory through Christ Jesus. I am blessed. I will overcome. I'm have more. i more than a conqueror. I have victory in Christ through, through Jesus Christ. I have victory in life through, through, through my faith. Amen. And so this is the way we walk. We walk the, the walk of faith. We think to think of our thoughts, our, our thoughts of faith. And so if anything that comes against the word of God, it must be a lie. It's the devil saying if you are the son of God. You know, just like why are you questioning who I am? Amen. And have you noticed that, that this is not this is listen, this is not a, a, an accident that right now everything in society is about questioning identity everything's about question of identity you know th- there's no there's no there's no real news and there's no real people you know now now uh, i'm not against this i'm actually for this you know but you know gentlemen if you're going to get married make sure you've seen your your fiance without makeup <laughs> and then afterwards go buy her more <laughs> you fall in love with a, with a brunette, and you go to the altar, and she's redhead. I mean, what happened? <laughs> and that, but, but those are just some, some of the physical things, you know but there's no truth, but there is one truth, and it's the only truth, and that's the word of God, the word of God is the truth, and and the word is Jesus, Jesus is the truth, And, and, and Jesus said, then you will be my disciples, amen, how many are disciples of the Lord, you're disciples of the Lord. So, so disciples mean you're growing in the word. You're following the ways of God. You're following Jesus. I mean, I'm a follower of Jesus. I'm a disciple. The word of God says, then you will be my disciples, and you will know the truth. And the truth will set you free. Any problem of any type of bondage, of any type of struggle, there's a truth that will bring freedom and deliverance in that area over your life. Jesus is the truth, and he will set you free. Amen hallelujah but the people you there, there are there are people that that they say I'm, I'm a man and then tomorrow I'm a woman and then another one says I'm both and no one says I'm a cat and no one says I'm a bird and a dog and a man Amen. it's all relative no it's not all relative that 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 is mental disorder that is mental disorder And, and, and people that have these disorders, you don't coddle them, you help them. But we have a society that coddles them, and it makes their disorder our reality. No, 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 no. Amen. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't live in your world. Your world is weird. Your, your world heads us into places we don't want to go. Amen. And, and, and you can't force me to go. Amen amen you can think what you want and you can say what you want you can do what you want but don't make me do it amen homie don't play that I just and you say well pastor what do we do when we have friends that are that are involved in this type of things and and, and they think these type of things you pray for them you're not there to judge them, you're not there to correct them, but if, if you pray for them and they say, man, I need some help, or zit, or you, or I need some help, whatever you are. <laughs> I need some If they come to you and they say, I need some help, then you start teaching them the word of God, and you start teaching them the truth. And little by little, the truth will set them free. Because you have to understand, an enemy sowed that in their life, and they've grown up with it in their life. So don't accept it as truth. I don't care what doctor says, what politician says, and what law says. You know it's not right because even in your heart, the Spirit of God says this is not the ways of the Lord. And remember, you're ambassadors of Christ, and so you represent him first, amen? And so even though when man tries to put this type of life as something acceptable, they might, you, you tell them, look, you could raise your kids that way, but these kids are disciples of the Lord. They will know the truth, and the truth will set them free. I'm not judging anybody. I'm judging myself. If I'm judging anybody, I'm judging myself. And my reaction to every, every issue of, uh, where there's societal uh, change that is contrary to the Word of God, my response is complete love. I'm not judging anybody. They, they could do what they want to do because they are free to do that. Actually, they're bound in the Spirit to do that. So I'll set them free in the Spirit by praying for them. Amen? Amen. Highly, and I'll bless them, amen. And, and, I'll, and I'll, I'll, I'll speak the best of them, amen. And I'm going to trust God that God is going to do a work in their life. Listen, every one of you had issues. Oh, not me, Pastor. Then you should be preaching. Not me. Every one of you have issues and every one of you still might have some issues. And if you don't have an issue today, one might be coming. But thank God for his word. Amen. Thank God for his love. Amen. And he sets us free. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, there was, a, there was this one, uh, and I thank God for the work of the Lord. I, in this church, we have people from all different paths, all different lives, people that, that were that were broken. Marriages that couldn't stay together because infidelity, and now they're together again, and the Lord has healed them, amen. We have men that used to be homosexuals, and now the Lord has set them free, and they're, and they're, 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 they're growing, they're developing families, amen. Women, the same thing. We have every kind of, of person. That, I'm a pastor, amen. Those doors are open. We, we welcome everybody, amen. Hallelujah. A matter of fact, we don't want the good ones. The good ones want to tell me what to do all the time. They come in here because they're good, so they know how to do church. They oh, you don't do that. You don't do that. Well, you know, start your own church. You do it your way. I'll do it mine. Amen. I'm not following man. I'm following God. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And, and whether we, had a, we have, you know, many or a few, it doesn't matter. I just know that I'm following the Lord. Amen. And that's, that's where my peace is at. I'm following the Lord. God told me to do it. Praise God. Amen. And, and, but, you know, it starts off, you know, the Bible says if anyone's in Christ, he's a new creation. Think about that a new creation. That means everything in the past has been wiped away. That means whatever guilt, whatever shame, whatever brokenness, whatever, whatever things that were put in your life when you were a child, maybe molestation or abandonment or maybe divorce and got wounds in there and, and unforgiveness and all that stuff. The Bible says if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. You're brand new. You're brand new, amen. You know you don't got scars and wounds and broken. No, if anyone's in Christ, he's a new creation. You know, so being new, you are perfect in Christ, amen. You are perfect in Christ. Now, what you do with that newness of life—that's what determines how how strong you're going to grow in the future. You got to deal with the thoughts. In the spirit, your sins have been washed away, but you got to deal with the thoughts, the brokenness of yesterday, and that's where you have to apply the Word of God there, amen. There was a a friend of mine, he he told me about a a man who was an actor. And this man was a homosexual. But he fell in love with Jesus. And he wanted God to bless him. You have to understand this. Let me just, I want to be honest with you. Because when when, when you come into the blessing of God, God is looking at your children and your children and your children's children. That's why it's so important to get married and have babies. Yeah, I said it. Get married, have babies. And if you're not married and having babies, get married. And if you, if they don't want to get married, but they want to have babies, close the store. It's so important because there's a blessing that's released through the lineage. And so when you say, God, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased, the blessing comes upon them. This is my child, my daughter. I'm well pleased. The blessing comes upon them. You and your wife, you and your husband come in agreement. Amen. And so this, understand there's different types of love. I need to teach it. You know what? I need to teach on love, Veronica. I need to do the, 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 there's different types of loves And that's where society is, 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 has been perverted Because they love someone So they think that love is just in the physical Having sex with somebody But that's completely wrong There are different types of love And you could love someone and express it differently But it doesn't mean it, it, you're, not, you're not homosexual or, or, or whatever You just love and you express it in the right way In the right way I need to teach it. Maybe after this series, we'll do a, a series on love. How many of you want to hear a series on love? Oh, praise God. Well, we, you know, I got time. We could stay here till about 6 o'clock today. But, but this man, he, he, he wanted, he want, all he knew was homosexuality. All he was attracted to physically was, was other men. And, and so here he was, and he, uh, he, he didn't know what to do, but he was an actor, he was an actor, so he thought, look, I don't know how to walk as a straight man, but you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to act my way. I'm going to act my way. So he started noticing because, you know, he had, he had a lot of feminine qualities because that's the life that he was. He was becoming attractive to the one. He wanted to make himself attractive to the one that he wanted to attract. Just like a woman wears makeup and wears perfume, they do that so they can look attractive. That's why, you know, men wear tight jeans just like, you know, Frank does all the time. You know. <laughs> <laughs> the jacquard cologne. <clunk. laughs> because you're making yourself, yourself attractive to the one that you want to attract. And, and so that's the way his mannerisms were. And so he said, you know, and he started noticing men that were, you know, just... They, they carried themselves in a way that was more manly, that you can notice this guy is, is someone that is, is more masculine. And, and so he started noticing them and looking the way he started. He started changing the way he talked, the way he walked. He was, he was acting. He was acting. But you know what happened? As he began to grow in the Word, and as he began to apply his faith by acting the place that he wanted to be the Lord began to remove the lusts for men out of him, and God began to put the, the desire for women inside of him. And then next thing you know, he found a woman that he fell in love with, and they got married, they have children, and they're ministers today in the gospel of Jesus Christ. That is what Jesus does. That is what Jesus does. Now, this is, this is why society is messed up, is because everything that I told you, they have no faith that God is alive and that God can do that. So they make room for, for the final outcome is to be in that type of life. If someone doesn't want God and wants to live that life, more power to them. Enjoy yourself while you can. But if someone comes to Christ, they have to make it inside their heart and say, this is where my battleground is, where I'm going to walk by faith and not by sight, and I'm going to see God change me from day to day to day. Amen? I might not be there today, but tomorrow's a new day in Christ Jesus. Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. And everything I just told you, everything I just told you in the world is considered hate speech. but everything i told you in the word is considered love yeah. Yeah. amen yeah. hallelujah in uh in 1st corinthians chapter 12 1st corinthians chapter 12 it says For as the body is one and has many members, but all the members of that one body being many are one body, so also is Christ. For by one spirit we are all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slave or free, and have been made to drink into one spirit. And so we are the body of Christ. That's why it's important that you confess your faith before man. It's important that you go into the water baptism because you're being baptized as part of the body of Christ, amen? Now, now, if I showed you this finger, not this one, but this one. <laughs> this is my finger. This is my hand. This is my other hand. This is my arm, my other arm, my leg. Not yours, mine. My body, it's mine. The Bible says, you are a member of the body of Christ so this might be you or this might be you this might be you or maybe it's this or maybe it's the chest maybe it's the feet it doesn't matter in baptism you are all members of the body of Christ Jesus, the Christ, the Son of the living God, when you give your heart to the Lord and confess Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you get baptized and go into the water of baptism, you get baptized in the body of Christ. Amen. If Christ stood before God the Father, God the Father says, you are my Son in whom I am well pleased. And so if you are part of the body of Christ, And you find yourself in front of God the Father. When he looks at you, he doesn't see you. He sees Jesus. He sees you not disconnected from God. He sees you connected with the Lord and Jesus. That's why there's a surrender. Jesus surrendered his life. He surrendered his body. He died on the cross for your sins so that when you give your heart to God, your confession is I died with Christ so I could be united with him. I, he gave his body for me. I give my body for him. And what connects us, what makes me mean, as Kevin, what makes me me is my spirit. Is my spirit. What's in me makes me mean. When we give our life to Jesus, the Holy Spirit comes inside of us. The same spirit that's in Christ Jesus is now the same spirit in you. And so all of us are walking around. We are Christ. United with Christ. The body of Christ. And when we stand with that identity of being the son of God, we honor God with our body we honor God with our lives. We do the work of the Lord. The Bible says that, the, that Jesus went about destroying the works of the devil. So when I go someplace and I preach the gospel and I and I bring and I pray healing over people and their lives are being healed and they're saved, I just went about destroying the works of the devil. Not because of Kevin. That Kevin man is dead. But it's Christ in me, the hope of glory, that has risen up. And so I stand here before you, not as Kevin, the one that, 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 that gave his life, the one that, that before he gave his life to the Lord. I stand as Kevin who surrendered his life to the Lord to be used by God so that the anointing of the holy spirit could come inside of me and then the works of the lord could happen through me and this anointing god wants to use every one of you we all have the same anointing did you know that we all have the, i mean you don't just get a portion of the spirit you get all the holy spirit inside of you amen but we have different calls and different jobs amen and our faith rises up as, as, we, as we work our faith so we can do greater things because of our faith in him. Amen. We begin to, to you know, what happens is, you know, you might have the right hand really strong, but the left hand, you know, is always, you know, doing nothing. And it's weak. You know, right hand's always working out. Right hand's always doing stuff. But the left hand is, you know, just, you know, eating, whatever. And so the right hand becomes real strong because he's worked out. But the left hand becomes weak. You know, and so that's what's happening in the body. When you begin to use what God's given you and begin to minister the gospel of Jesus Christ, you'll become strong in that area. You'll start seeing miracles and signs and wonders. You'll start having a word that, that changes people's lives because you have worked your faith. Amen. And as you work your faith, you see the greater glory of the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. And so we are all baptized into one body. Amen. Hallelujah. So, how to de- defeat the lies of the devil? You, you, you defeat it by the word when Jesus said it is written man shall not live by bread alone but every word of God that's how you defeat the devil by the word of God his word let me just give a couple of of, of confessions his word says you are saved through the blood of Jesus Christ your sins have been washed away amen say by faith my sins have been washed in the blood of Jesus Christ amen his word says you are a new creation that's found in 2nd Corinthians chapter 5 verse 17 it says therefore if anyone is in Christ he is a new creation so say this with me by faith I'm a new creation I have a new life I'm born again come on tell your neighbor say I'm born again tell your other neighbor I'm not old I'm new amen Three, his word says you are the righteousness of God. In other words, you're not, you're not saved because you are good. You are saved because he is good, amen? And so you, you, your behavior had nothing to do with your salvation. You know, I don't care if the worst sin, sinner can, 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 uh, can be saved. The worst sinner can be made righteous, amen? Where God looks at them and no longer sees their sin because they've been all washed away by the blood of Jesus Christ. And so no guilt. If if, if God doesn't hold it against you, then why are you holding it against yourself? But pastor, I did this, or pastor, they did this to me. It's a new day. That person's dead a long time ago with Christ Jesus. You are made righteous through the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen? Can, can I share, I don't know if I should, I got to because I've been laughing all week about this. No, I'll say it for another time. <laughs> Amen. Say no condemnation. No guilt. No shame. It's over. My sins have been washed away. I'm new creation. I'm righteous. I'm righteous through Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. His word says that nothing can separate you from the love of God. Amen. Nothing. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. Because understand this, although Jesus was, saved, was, was filled with the Holy Spirit, baptized, and went into the desert, Where he was by himself, and all he had was the word that gave him victory. He was alone. He was hungry. He was by himself. And then later on, even when he went to the cross, he was alone. He was, you know, they they put shame upon him. They put they 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 persecuted him. They they falsely accused him. All those things. He went through deep sorrow. Deep sorrow. And there's always going to be times where, you know, hallelujah, you feel the presence of God. Everything is beautiful. But there's going to be some times you're going to go through some struggles. And you're going to see yourself and you say, how, how can I make it past this moment? How can I get to the other side? And, and you have to remind yourself, nothing can separate you from the love of God. Even when man rejects you, God never rejects you. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. You want to say, well, the devil's all around me. He's attacking me. It's okay. You know, the devil might be trying to to surround you, but, but God has surrounded you, and God will be a defense to you, amen? His angels will take charge over you, amen? No harm shall come near you, amen? Your Father loves you with the same love that he has for Jesus Christ, amen? Nothing can separate you from the love of God. Say, nothing can separate me from the love of God. Hallelujah. Amen. And and in John 3, verse 16, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. His word says, because of our Father's love, we have eternal life through Jesus Christ. Eternal life is not something that you earn. Eternal life is the expression of the love of God. He loved you so much that he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for you. For God so loved. You know, the difference is he didn't just love you. He so loved you. Love to another level. Love that, will make you, make, that would make him sacrifice. The greatest, the greatest uh, his greatest gift, he gave his son, Jesus Christ, for you. And so nothing can separate you from that love of God. He loves you so much. And so if you do something and the guilt tries to rise up and the devil tries to lie to you, if you are the son of God, you wouldn't be doing those things. You tell, the, you tell that devil, shut up. You repent of your sin. Come back to God and just begin to take your possession, your, take your identity again in Christ Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. God so loves me. Tell your neighbor, God so loves me. He so loves me. Amen. And so you have to believe his word, know who you are, that you are a son of God. Somebody shout, I am a son of God. Stand up on your feet.